This is the show with Cannon Brown. I would tell anybody that's thinking about being an ag teacher, um, you know, the first couple years are are hard for sure. Um, but man, it's a a rewarding deal. Uh, it really is. There's there are so many aspects of my job that I absolutely love. There's been times where I'm pretty sure after school I'm going in to quit my job that day, but then I think about the the cool parts about it. And yep. man, it's I don't know how how I'm gonna if I ever do leave. I don't know how I'm gonna do it because I mean, like I said, there's there's so many cool things about about my job. Yeah. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? Well, hey guys, welcome to the show with Cannon Brown. I've got a great episode for you guys today. I almost just said episode. Um, hope you caught that. I've got a great episode for you guys today. Mr. Colby Hales. Uh, he hails from Wyoming. You guys know I love Wyoming. Went to Casper College up there in Wyoming. I've had like three or four people on now from Wyoming. It's a trend, guys. And shockingly enough, all the Wyoming people that I've had are sheep people. Yeah, I've had uh, I've had Colby Birch. He's a sheep guy, cattle guy. I've had Tyler Pickenpaw, sheep guy. Uh, Josh Barry, he's a sheep and cattle guy. And now I've got Colby uh, Hales, and he's a sheep and cattle guy. Wow. That just goes to show that everybody in Wyoming loves sheep. And we'll leave it at that because there's nothing else to do in Wyoming besides raise sheep. Uh, but besides that, Colby's a great guy. Uh, comes for... Comes to us from Laramie, Wyoming, uh, heavily involved in 4-H and FFA, went to Casper College to judge livestock. That's where I uh, eventually met Colby. He graduated the year that I came in, or the year before I came in, so I didn't really get to meet him there, but we met later. Went on to CSU and then went on to uh, UW to, to complete his master's and and then assistant coach there with Caleb Boardman, who I've had on the podcast. There's number five. Oh, wow, I'm keeping track, guys. Caleb Boardman was number five on the Wyoming list. This is going to be incredible. This is a Wyoming podcast now. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy uh, the Colby Hales episode. He's an ag teacher now. He's he's honestly just a really good guy. This is another episode that I recorded at Arizona Nationals. Sorry, I'm a little sick. Uh, I apologize. There was some heavy rain, heavy winds, and it got me, got the best of me. So, um, before we get to the episode, you guys know I got to tell you this. Go follow me on all my social medias if you have not already. Share my stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. I know your grandma would love me. I know for a fact. Grandmas love me, okay? Put me in her ear. Don't make it weird that I just said that. Put the headphone in your grandma. Okay, I'm just going to end that. I can't. I can't finish that all right follow me on everything at the show pod on twitter at the show underscore pod my twitter's fire let's do it mr colby hales you're safer here than any place else now just lock yourself in and keep quiet well it is a chilly day <laughs> here in phoenix in arizona i'm just, i'm gonna say actually chilly and thoroughly windy yes it is how i'm here with uh, colby hales uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, at the Arizona National Livestock Show, and Colby thought he was going to escape the wind from Wyoming, but turns out, negatory. You're you're going to get it right here. Yep, did not. It's been windy all day. It's been really windy all day, and honestly, like, 
I just keep seeing everybody that's, they just keep mouthing uh, to their friends. We're in Arizona. Why is it so cold? <laughs> this is how it is every single Arizona Nationals. It's true. Arizona saves the worst weather for this one weekend. And it's it's awful. It just makes everyone pissed off. They're like, I thought this was the vacation show. Plus all the rain. Plus all the rain that we had yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it was so wet and just, it's been nasty. It has. It's been nasty, but you're here as an ag teacher. Yep. You you uh, here to support some kids, and the, some of the kids you're supporting have the infamous Space Forty Eight at Arizona National Livestock Show in the Goat Barn. We do. It was pretty cool. They, uh, uh, as I was flying out here, uh, they called me. Uh, the family that I'm helping, uh, a group of my students, they called me and said, "Hey, we we won that that Facebook giveaway, the the Space Forty Eight." It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's intimidating because everybody wants to look at you now, but it's cool. Yeah. Well, and if if uh, if anyone's listening that doesn't know what Space 48 is, go to Facebook, go on Arizona National Facebook page, and look at this deal. Uh, it's about the best thing that you can have when you're fitting goats or sheep or, or whatever it is. They gave you a rack. They gave you a show box. They gave you some chairs, and there's high-quality LEDs that are pointing right down at the goats and, and, and the racks, and... Even a colored light show. Even a colored light show that goes on the whole time. Do you guys have to turn off those lights or what? We did. I don't know if we're supposed to, but we did. You did. I saw that you did last night because I went in there. I was like, oh, I guess I guess they must have left because all the lights were off. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we you got to save off. energy. Exactly. You got to save power. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a conservationist. Yeah. I mean, you're not paying the bill, but you got to... You gotta think of the people that are. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Arizona State Fair can only do so much. Or <laughs> Arizona Nationals. <laughs> well, uh, Colby, we've got kind of a similar background when it comes to junior college. We do. And uh, that's how we met. Um, you went to Casper College. You were a couple years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're originally from Wyoming. Yep. Yep. Laramie, Wyoming. Yep. The yep. big city. The big city of Laramie, <laughs> Wyoming. The third biggest city in Wyoming. Is it really? Yep. What third, is it? Third. Cheyenne, Casper. Cheyenne and Casper trade back and forth, and then Laramie's third at 30,000 people. 30,000 people. Now, does that uh, amount fluctuate when school's in session? Yeah, I think so. I've actually never really looked. It moves, it, from, it moves from like 30,000 to like 44,000 or something like that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. UW's only like 14,000 kids, right? Yeah, I think something so. Like it's, that. it's not overly big, no. Well, coming from Laramie, uh, kind of a smaller town in compared to around the country. I mean, Wyoming's oh, yeah. a pretty small place. It pretty, uh, I mean, it only has like 500,000 people in it, in yep. the whole state. Yep. That's right. Phoenix has four million people just in the hour vicinity. Is it really that yes. big? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, dude. That that's why it was so weird, like coming from here to Casper, because it was such a huge difference, and everything spread out. Phoenix, we have like ten cities within Phoenix. Wow. Uh, and I mean, you can travel from Gilbert, Chandler, Chandler Mesa, in twenty minutes, and they're huge cities. Man, I didn't realize there was that many people. That's nuts. Yeah, it's it's like the fifth big largest city in the country. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a metropolitan. Learn something new every day. Better watch out, New <laughs> York City. <laughs> Phoenix is coming for you. No, not really. <laughs> but coming from Wyoming, how how was your outlook on uh, on livestock? Did you come? Were your parents kind of livestock based? My parents were. Um, uh, my grandparents and my parents both uh, showed livestock. 
And uh, so I've always been around it. And, and my dad was an ag teacher for a short period of time. And so I got to see uh, the livestock aspect growing up. And, and actually, I'd, to be honest with you, I'd, I, I even remember when I was about six years old, uh, we went to the Albany County Fair there in Laramie. And uh, I remember like darn near in tears uh, that I wasn't able to show. Oh, I, no. I, I, I told my mom, I was like, I want to do this so bad. And <clears throat> we got into it. And uh, when I was eight and we started showing sheep and uh, it was one of those deals where uh, I, I had a lot of success my first year out. We actually even won uh, our county fair uh, that Your year. Your first year out? My first year out. Wow. And uh, uh, that, that just kind of hooked me. I, I didn't understand necessarily what was happening at that point, but uh, thought it was fun. And, uh, and I think the biggest thing is coming from Wyoming and especially in the position that I am now that I've gotten to travel and see livestock shows across the country and uh, even gotten to work for um, some producers that have had a lot of success. It, it's kind of eye-opening because in the small state of Wyoming, I, I think we have a ton of quality. I really do. I, yeah. I think uh, Wyoming can get kind of overlooked maybe a little bit uh, when it comes to livestock, and, and rightfully so. Um, but it's... Uh, it, it was it's it was cool to see as I transitioned and got older uh, to see what's out there, you know. Yeah. And so. Well, I bet your perspective would be just completely different from everyone from everyone else. I mean, mm-hmm. just like you said, Wyoming it's not known for the livestock quality, but there's some high quality livestock in Wyoming. Absolutely. No one just knows about it Absolutely. because no one thinks about Wyoming. Yep. But when you come from that atmosphere and then you go out and you're like, oh, this is what other people are doing. I thought that that back home was big oh now i'm at exarbon mm-hmm. exarbon's huge yep uh i mean that had to have been like the closest show or denver or something like yeah, that denver's denver. Uh, denver had to just boggle your mind the first time you went there yeah well and and that was actually one cool thing and i sincerely appreciate my parents for the background they've given me but um i i have never once not one time since i was born uh i was born in august I was at Denver in January in the year I was born. And so I have never once missed a, a national Western. And so, um, it was always cool to see. And then once I started showing it, it kind of opened my eyes even more to what Denver was, you know, Denver's our backyard show. And so, uh, major, I guess I should say. And so, uh, yeah, it was just, it, it's so cool to go to those big shows and see that. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, uh, it's pretty eye opening for sure. But winning, uh, so your first year out, you win the show. Yep. Win the lamb show. I like to have this debate sometimes with people to where, because you always hear about those kids that win their first time mm-hmm. and they don't really understand the importance of it. Yep. Now, coming from a person that won their first time out, how did you did you understand the importance at the time, or was it later where you're like, oh dang, I was lucky to have that uh, experience. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It. Uh, that, that's truly all it was. It was dumb luck. We just happened to have a, a, a good sheep for the time. And it's funny looking back at that sheep now. He, he wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, when you look back 15 years, they, <laughs> they, none of the livestock looks very good comparatively. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it was, it, uh, I, I don't think, cause I know when I was eight years old, judge come up and shook my head and, or my hand and said, I'm champion. And I, at that point, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I just knew everybody started clapping. So that was cool. But, um, 
once I started getting older and, and probably where I really understood the importance of it is after that first year for the next four or five years, we got our butts kicked and oh, really? I was like, Oh, well, yeah, well that was cool the first oh. time, but yeah. So this is how it's like usually <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. interesting. <laughs> so the judge isn't going to shake my hand every time and people aren't going to clap and be <laughs> exactly. happy for me. Oh, this is life weird. Yep. No, that's, uh, that's I, that's almost a better experience, though. I mean, I, I like that because you had a taste of it, and then the next couple of years you're like, oh, this is how it actually goes. I actually need to put in some work right here. That that almost probably motivated you more to just get back to that level. You're like, well, I can't just Absolutely. keep this up. I gotta I gotta get back to shaking that judge's hand at the end of the show and having everybody cheer for me. Yep, exactly. I, it was a cool experience, and, and it, be honest with you, it worked kind of the same way showing steers too. My my first it really was just simply beginner's luck my entire show career because uh first year i ever had a steer we won our county fair with steer show or at the steer show and so um but Did you have any luck after that no nope. winning show we, you didn't win another county we, we, fair we, we never won another steer show we were okay. reserve we were reserved four or five times i think something like that and um but it, it does it, it did it, it drove me so much and, and it drove me really to what I did throughout college and, and stuff like that. I, that uh, that experience of getting that that taste of it, and yeah. then getting your butt kicked after a while, and you're like, oh, I want to have that taste again. Yeah, you want to win. You want to you want to be that person in the center of the ring that's that's leaving with the banner. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's what everybody wants. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean it's it's all about like family and stuff like that. But 100. People want some banners. They want to buckle. Yep. Actually, kind of buckles are going out of style now. Yeah, they kind of are. I haven't seen I haven't seen a bunch of buckles lately. Although these Phoenix buckles, the, Phoenix the buckles do you see the gilt buckles today? Oh yeah, yeah, the gilt buckles were sweet. Yeah, those are sweet. They do a good job with the show with the awards and and the buckle design. Really they do a, they do a really good job. They've done a nice job with this show just in general. I give a tremendous amount of props to Arizona National. They have made this such a big deal. Like we talked about the other day, uh, give them a shameless plug, I guess, because they five ten years ago. It was Nobody nothing. ever heard of the Arizona National, and now I mean it is truly a big deal. They've they've done an outstanding job, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome show, and and I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I mm-hmm. I I feel like they got to switch. I feel like they got to move spaces or something like that. I mean, they might have to open up the Coliseum in a yep. couple of years because there's a lot of people coming to the show. Yeah, and it is busy well that goat barn i mean you can't hardly move yeah it's, very true it's tight well and especially because it's been raining and everybody wants yep. to get inside and and out of that if you don't have a tent with all sides you're kind of uh sol yep but uh also i want to apologize to everybody that's listening because i sound awful i'm pretty sure i'm very sick so i'm gonna get colby <laughs> sick in this interview it's gonna be great <laughs> so you get into 4-h at eight have an awesome time you win your first show and then you have a, a, a four something years where you're just kind of trying to work back from it then you get into high school mm-hmm. and you join ffa how important was that for your life joining ffa in high school and FFA. was it was it predetermined you kind of knew you were going to join absolutely yeah. uh well and and that's one of the cool parts about the kind of the atmosphere of laramie is uh the, our 4-h program is really really good and works very synergistically with FFA um and but when I that's what everybody wants to do they they look forward to getting into high school and wearing the blue jacket and um when I was in FFA FFA 100 100 percent 
uh, did a tremendous amount of good for me. Um, I've gotten to hold some really cool leadership roles, I guess, within the FFA. I uh, was my chapter president. Um, when I uh, was a senior, ran for a state office, I got to be a state officer. Um, and so uh, going, to, going to FFA camp, Wyoming FFA camp, uh, <coughs> believe it or not, most people uh, would never believe it as much as I talk now, but I, I was scared of life before, uh, when I, when I was in junior high and elementary oh, yeah. school, I was, I was the shyest kid you ever met. And then, uh, about the time that I went to FFA camp brought me out of my shell. And, uh, now I don't know if I'm still the most social guy in the world, but <laughs> I'll talk to you now. Oh yeah. I feel like that's what FFA does yep. though. Absolutely. And I, I think that's why uh, I was pushed into it so hard, uh, was, just to open yourself up and and just meet new people from around the state, especially at FFA camp. I mean, Arizona uh, State Camp, I went the summer before my freshman year. So I wasn't even in high school yet, but they let me go to the FFA camp. And that opened me up to so many uh, people that I could meet around the state year-round at events. Oh, it, absolutely. It was so awesome. Absolutely. Well, and it was, it, it was a cool experience. It, it probably even boosted my competitiveness even more. Uh, you know, going back to, to my show career, I, I never really had the full competitive drive until I got into high school. And once I started, you know, I've judged since I was seven or eight years old, uh, judging livestock, I guess. Um, but once I got into high school, really figured out the, the competitive side. And we had an, a, a good team in high school and got to go judge in Europe. And um, Tell me about that experience, judging in Europe. It was, that was neat. Not um, a lot of people get to do that. No. That's pretty cool. No, it was cool. So we, we were reserve at Denver, um, I think my sophomore year of high school. And so we won that trip over to Scotland and, uh, we were, we were mind blown because what a lot of people, uh, including myself at the time, didn't know is, uh, you only judge one species over there. Um, you either pick cattle or sheep, there's no pigs. Um, so you're either in the cattle contest or the sheep contest. And, uh, there, there's four classes in that contest. And so, um, how it worked is, is you only got six minutes of class and they were mm. all right there. And so, um, with transition time and all the actual judging portion is done within 30 minutes. Yeah. And then reasons is just kind of on your own. And it was crazy cause we entered the, the sheep contest because we thought there wasn't very many people in it, but then everybody figured out there wasn't very many people in it. And everybody jumped <laughs> to the sheep contest. Yeah. But it, uh, the craziest part was we were all mind blown because nobody told us how they handled. They were all just loose sheep classes. And then at three minutes, there's this horn that blows, and these guys, four guys, go to each pin and they are booking it and hop over this fence, grab a sheep, and you know, here when you handle the market lambs or something like that nice orderly line there it's free for all i mean you, you gotta, gotta get in there get in the pin and start feeling them. you gotta start throwing elbows to really get in and little high school colby I, I didn't know what i was doing and oh my gosh so were they were there like uh like scots over there that were competing too yep did they compete in it yep yep and so i don't i can't remember for sure but i don't think we competed against those guys which is good because yeah. they would have smoked us their Probably. sheep were quite a bit different oh yeah but well, and their cattle are different too. Big time. Yeah. Big time. There's a lot of the most interesting part is they said a lot of their emphasis is actually on on their head quality. There's a lot on of emphasis skull. on on head. Yeah. Yep, head and skull and um 
yeah, that, it was a culture shock. And the other thing was, and by no means do I mean this in any kind of way to a bash of their livestock or anything like that, but how they read structure is quite a bit different. They were given a, or they were kind of putting on a judging clinic for us. And, um, they said, this one's really sound. And all of us Americans were like, I d- don't think so. <laughs> and, that one's uh, not moving its back leg when it walks. That was that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really was. Yeah, but it was it was cool. That was a neat neat experience. So yeah, uh, I I've only known one other person, a couple other people that have done that, and they yep. all say it's it's one of the best experiences that that, that they've ever had oh, in easy. a judging contest. Easy. Yeah. Well, and they fly you over there, and yeah, I mean, well, it's got to be sweet. Then the tours on top of it. Oh yeah, which true. I'm going to give another shameless plug to the Royal Highland Show, where we judge. That is, that's an awesome, awesome show. Really. Not that everybody has the opportunity to take a Scottish vacation, but if you do, that show's cool. But then, after that, you had the tours afterwards, and so we went to five countries in two weeks. Um, Only which in was, Europe. Yep. <laughs> it it was crazy. Um. Yeah, kind it was a, cool. You're kind of a world traveler. I you're, guess so. One might yep. say. Yep. I went to Canada, so now I've been to seven countries, including oh, America. Cool. I tell you what, world traveler. I've not been to one other country. Really? I haven't even been to Mexico. I Neither live, am I. I live 45 minutes from the border, and I have never been. Oh, no kidding. I don't even kidding. have my passport. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well, yeah, that'll happen. Yep. So that was your sophomore year that you went over there. Yep. So you still had a lot a lot of time to judge in, in FFA. Mm-hmm. Pretty successful. Yep. You might say. Yeah, we, we had a good run. We were reserve at Denver, um, I think fifth at Kansas City as a team. Some, yeah, fourth or fifth. And then um, that, we won our state FFA contest, and, and we got to go to, to national FFA. And I think, once again, we were second or third there. So uh, we, had a, we had a nice run in high school. Nice. Uh, and then you end up getting recruited to go uh, to junior college. Yep. Uh, now, is Casper the only school that was recruiting for you, or did you have your eyes on other ones? I looked at a couple others, um, but but I really kind of did just throughout high school have my uh, you know had my eyes set on on Casper. Um, Why is that? Be honest with you. Well, I got to know Jeremy Burkett pretty well uh, throughout high school, and, and Heath Horniker as well. Uh, we bought quite a few sheep from from Heath there. Um, bought some pigs from, from Burkitt's family when we were showing. And so we got to know those families pretty well. And, um, that, that was just kind of, I just had it in my head that that's where I was going. And, and at the time Casper was, was doing pretty good. And, um, then once I figured out, you know, once we started hearing who was going to be on our team, we, we had a really nice team there at Casper. Uh, we had a good run. And you guys so, were pretty successful. Yep. Yep. At Casper. We, uh, we, yeah, we had a good run. You guys might be uh, the last, like the latest successful team at Casper. Yeah, for sure, for sure the last one that's won one of the big contests. Yeah, I mean uh, you guys won Houston, right? Yep, yep. We were fortunate enough to win Houston, and I think we were second at Denver. Um, yeah, so a nice run, and, and that year um, we had three high individuals at at contests. Um, I, it was cool. I got a I got a win Tulsa, and then another kid on my team, Cade Christensen. He uh, uh, he probably has one of the coolest feats I've ever heard. We were crazy enough in junior college, and Jeremy Burkett apparently doesn't like sleep. 
because we judged at Iowa Beef Expo on whatever day. And the very next day, we drive to Fort Worth and judge in Fort Worth. Or it might have been backwards or something. But, but Cade, actually, very, very impressively, only after about two hours of sleep in the van, um, wins both contests. Yeah. He wins he wins Iowa Beef Expo and, and Fort Worth. So that was that Cade, was a neat deal. Cade's good. Yeah, Cade had a good run. He he had a great run. I remember when and you guys were gone, but you guys were the claim to fame. I mean, everyone everyone was basically compared to you guys. It was like, you guys got to be this team. And we were mm-hmm. always watching your guys' sets, all your video. Dude, I probably have like 20 of your video, like recorded sets on a flash drive. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I got to get Kate on the podcast. Yeah, that'd dude. be good. He'd be that'd good. Be good. Yeah, he's he's pretty, uh, I feel like he's he's been on social media a bunch. He's mm-hmm. kind of dropped off on Twitter. I saw him on Twitter a whole bunch, and then, like, lately I haven't seen him at all. Well, if you get him on the podcast, I can tell you, what's your longest episode, like, an hour and 30 minutes or something? I think, it, I, think I have, like, a two-hour-long one, actually. Well, you, he'd probably go for three. You think yeah, so? I think so. I Cade, think I can get him talking. Cade can talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, you liked Casper. You had a great experience. There. I did. I did. I I had a really good time at Casper, and... and um, my coaches are still very big mentors to me, and and Mr. Horniker. Um, yeah, that Casper. It's so cliche and over said, in my opinion. Like I, I hate saying it, but it truly was the the family atmosphere, if you will. I I, I really did enjoy my time at Casper, and still um, deal with those guys quite a bit. So. Yeah, yeah, they're great guys, and they are. and Horniker. He's he's so smart. He's he's got a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that bald and head yep, of his. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, and I tell you, one of the things that I really liked about Casper is, is it they for, they forced you to be, to push yourself to be a good person in general. Yeah. You know, we, boy, if we cussed in front of Mister Horniker, oh man, I, I remember I cussed in front of him one time, and he reamed me up and down for about a half hour, and um, I was actually at the Christmas party, but then. Um, you know, uh, ladies go first in the line, and, and you hold doors, and, and that was just an expectation. And I thought that was that was a big pull too. Yeah, it wasn't just judging; they were they were going to teach you how to be a decent person yep. too. Yep, I like that a ton. That's what I appreciated. And there's a lot too. of programs that do that, but yeah, yeah, for sure, Casper was Casper did that, and I like that. And you got an animal science uh, associate's degree there. I did. Um, we always joke that I don't know if it's necessarily my associate's degree as much as it was. Katie Dodges, she she did most. She did of my a little work bit of your homework. <laughs> yep. Well, that'll happen. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes you need some help. Pretty much the whole judging team had their homework done. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had somebody on my team that would have done that. It was handy. Gosh, I might have done a little better in junior college. Yep. None of my teammates wanted to do my homework. Um. Well, you end up. Having a like we said, a pretty successful uh, experience at Casper College. You got your team was pretty, um, pretty on point, and then you end up going to Colorado State University. Yep. Uh, to judge under the best person ever, Shane Bedwell. Yep. I, I w- I wanted to go to CSU so bad just for Bedwell. Yep. I was like, if if he's there, I'm going. I yep. have to go. Tell me about going to CSU and and having that experience so csu was awesome uh thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed my time there and and you asked the question earlier if i considered any other schools and and when it came to senior college i, I really didn't yeah. um you kind of had your mind set i, uh, I all, did all the way through all the way through um and and the big pull uh 
was Bedwell. Um, Shane had talked to me and, and recruited on me a little bit, and um, I was all about it. Because um, you, you go to these shows and, and Bedwell's judging, and I personally, uh, I love listening to that monotone oh old man. Oh, my gosh. He, uh, He's so... He's so smart. He's so knowledgeable about the cattle industry, about everything mm-hmm. he is. But just listening to him sort like a cattle show. Yep. Oh, gosh. He's, uh, it's entrancing. It honestly yep. is. Yep. And he doesn't have the best voice. He doesn't, like you said, it's kind of monotone, but like if you actually listen to what he's saying, yeah. it's pretty impressive. It was good. Uh, really liked my time there. And uh, I talk about my team at Casper, but my team at CSU, um, a really, really good group. Um, Still very successful. Uh, Emma Vicklin was on that team, and Cody Dubit, um, Dirk Murphy, those all those guys. Uh, Katie Dodge uh, had a great, great team uh, there at Casper, and, and all of them are still very, very good friends of mine. Uh, we talk all the time, and and so it was. Uh, I love CSU. I'd go back and do it again. Uh, and we we had a nice run there at CSU. Wish our fall could have been a little better. But our, our we had a nice spring and yeah, um, yeah love love my sometimes. time there <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sometimes you have a good spring and you're like, all right, we're going into the fall hot, and then you're like, oh no, this is not what I expected. Yep. But I think that I mean a lot. Every judging team goes through that. Oh yeah, they have hot streaks and then they get kind of bent down. I mean, unless you're Butler in the last two years, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Butler's been on a rampage in JUCO. Yes, they have. But so you love CSU. Get an ag ed degree from there. Yep. What makes you get an ag ed degree? So, uh, I think the big pull was, like I said earlier, my dad uh, taught ag for a short time, and so I grew up in in the the Laramie uh, High School ag building, uh, and so I had again. You talk about having my mind made up. I I don't know. I can't remember a time where I wanted to be anything different uh, other than an ag teacher. I, I've always wanted to be an ag teacher. That's just what I had my mind made up on. And so went to CSU uh, with the full hopes of, of getting an ag ed degree. And actually one other cool part about it was is, is CSU had that, uh, they built uh, a brand spanking new ag ed specific facility. Hmm. And it was a, I think it was a couple million dollar facility. And so it was awesome to learn there. I only got to stay in there for a year, but it was, it was neat. Uh, the staff at CSU in that ag ed facility was good, and on top of it, it was it was neat because I I grew up in in the Wyoming FFA program, and so just going south of the border to Colorado and and seeing how different that was actually helped me and pr- really probably made me a better teacher in general. Just seeing something different. Yeah, seeing how so how people do it sixty miles south. Yep. <laughs> how was Fort Collins for you? Did you love it? It was a it was a culture shock a little bit. <laughs> uh, coming from Laramie. Yeah. Very, very uh trying to think of the most PC way to say this, but Conservative. La- La- Laramie was very conservative <laughs> yeah. and, and Fort Collins is A little more progressive. N- not necessarily that way. A little bit more progressive <laughs> um, in their ideas and their thought processes. Yep. Uh I got to smell uh marijuana for the first time there in Fort Collins. CSU grows their own, don't they? I I don't know, actually. I think they, well, I remember on an NJSA trip, we went to Fort Collins, and uh, they took us by a greenhouse, and they're like, yep, there's the uh, um, cannabis 
uh, greenhouse, and it's got a like a full lock on it. Like no one's getting in there, <laughs> except the person that's going to work on it. But yeah, I, I think CSU's growing their own uh, medical marijuana. I'll be darned. I had a horticulture teacher that was always really calm. That must be why. <laughs> she was taking a uh, a couple uh, breaks from <laughs> yeah, class. Must have maybe. <laughs> Uh, so you got to smell marijuana for the first time, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was a culture shock in uh, Colorado. Yep, uh, that's all we'll talk about marijuana on the podcast. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> um, you end up graduating from CSU with the Ag Ed degree, like we talked about. Yep, uh, and you have it in your mind to pursue a master's degree mm-hmm. at the University of Wyoming. Going back to Laramie. Now, was the draw getting your master's or was the draw being an assistant coach for the judging team? At the time, so how I even came to that decision was uh, when I was student teaching. I student taught in in Haxton, Colorado with Jeff Plum. And uh, as I was driving back, uh, it hit me. I was like, you know, and I had talked to Caleb uh, Boardman uh, and, and he had asked if I would even be interested and at the time, I, I'm still not very good at school, but I definitely wasn't good at school then. And I was like, ah, I don't know if a master's is really up my alley. But I was driving home from from Haxton one night. I was like, you know, we're just going to do it. And um, Caleb had asked if I'd help coach. And so um, essentially I kind of got a free master's degree out of it. I still need to finish my thesis. But um, that was that was the big pull. Was uh, To answer your question directly, I... The coaching thing probably appealed to me a little bit yeah. more. Uh, looking back now, I, I really, really appreciate the the education side of it more. But coaching a collegiate livestock judging team or helping coach a collegiate livestock judging team was, was an absolute blast. And especially getting to coach with Caleb. Um, Caleb and I have built a, a pretty good friendship. And, um, yeah, getting to travel for two years with that team or with those two teams was, was fun. So. Yeah. I bet it had to be a great experience for you. Yep. I mean, uh, you, you're kind of involved in judging since you were eight, you said. So mm-hmm. uh, I bet you had your eye on coaches and were like, yeah, I wouldn't mind coaching a team or two. Yeah, yeah. And I got to coach uh, a couple high school teams when I was uh, when I got done judging at CSU and coached a couple high school teams, and I, I liked the coaching deal. So figured if I had the opportunity to help coach a college team, I'd definitely take that opportunity and and those two teams they were uh that i had the opportunity to coach uh for one great great kids and i don't know why i'm calling them kids i'm only a year older than them but (laughs) they uh it it was a ton of fun and um had a good run with those with those two teams so now you've got some brothers too that uh judge livestock right yep yep i have uh i have one brother uh judging it at casper right now yeah yeah uh, as a matter of fact and what's uh, his name kirby kirby yep yep now, uh, I might have this wrong, but do you have some family in Oregon uh, that show pigs? I don't. Oh, gosh, dang it. At least well, not that I know of. The, I always remember there was a show that I judge in Oregon, and every time I go up there and I say that I am I went to Casper, they're always like, oh, I've got a, uh, a nephew that goes to Casper right now. And I thought that it was your brother or, or one of the guys that your brother hangs out with or something like that. It's, I'll have to ask him. This isn't great for the podcast. I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it kind of runs in the family. It I does. Mean, your brother kind of looked looked up to you and was like, well, I'll try to just do what he did. Yep. How's he liking it? it he likes it. Um, 
and and it does uh, like you said runs in the family he he he's enjoying it my brother is an an incredibly talented team roper and so originally he had the idea that he was going to rodeo in college and um but kind of i want i don't want to say last minute but kind of somewhat last minute he uh decided he he wanted to judge and and now uh on a on a really really good casper team right now yeah yeah well uh let's talk about um colby's thoughts on the show industry so welcome to the segment colby's thoughts on the industry we're here with mr i'm sorry (laughs) i thought it was gonna be way better all right so tell me we talked about this a little bit before uh starting hitting the record button but I asked Colby for everyone out there that's listening. I asked Colby, what, what kind of grinds your gears a little bit? What what do you want to talk about in the industry that you would like to change or you would like to fix or mend? Uh, and you told me a good one that I don't want to spoil. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you talk about it. Uh, but here's your chance. Here's your chance to talk about what really just gets you going. You know, for for one, uh, before I say any of this controversial talk, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to come up with really a, uh, something that grinds my gears just because I think a really, really good program uh, that we have, and, and obviously that's why I'm still involved. Um, but I think one of the, probably my biggest frustrations, and this is where it does become very controversial, and it doesn't matter where you go, this argument comes up at every single county fair across America, but um, the the argument of the kids need to do the work only the kids only the kids and 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 i agree you know the kids do need to be involved that's what we're doing this for is youth development uh but on top of that i i think rather than just the kids doing the work and the kids doing the work alone uh i I like the family aspect you know and and like i said controversial topic but i think it's really good for these kids to to learn from somebody that that has done this and done this successful and that's what um, that's what has helped me so much. My, my parents, again, I told, I said earlier that, that I appreciate them so much for everything they've sent me up for, but they have set me up with people that I, I just sit and watch and stare at and, uh, watch what they do. And that's, that's how I learned how to, how to dress cattle. And that's, um, you know, pretty much everything about this show, livestock dealer, everything that I've done, um, and then on top of it, just hanging out with with my family. Everybody says it. Every show judge says it. That uh, this gives families opportunities to um, to be together in uh, sometimes a pressured situation. There, I mean, you can go to about any barn out there and and, and hear a fight with family members oh, at yeah. some point. But um, I, I think that helps kind of build build families even stronger. And so. I think this this livestock deal has to uh, doesn't have to. I guess everybody raises their kids different ways for sure, and I'm I'm not even a parent yet, so I can't say anything about parenting. But but I think pushing the family aspect of this game uh, is important, and that's that's what I loved about it growing up. Is is my family was very very involved and uh, has set me up for a ton of success later on in life. Yeah. Um, and, and letting kids watch these professional guys that do this all the time, uh, like I said, that's how I learn to do what I do now. Yeah. And so, well, it's important to have mentors, 
And I think that's Absolutely. what it comes down to is it's important to have somebody there that you can learn from and, and that can teach you the right ways to go about things. And it's not as though that person is controlling your entire project uh, at some point, but they are going to show you when maybe you don't know what to do. They're going to show you what to do. Absolutely. And maybe next time you'll you'll do that. But at this point, you just need to watch either your uncle, dad, brother, family, friend, whatever. Just watch them learn and, and sit down. And I think you're completely right. I mean, it is about the kids getting involved and, and doing the work. But at some point, they need to just kind of sit back and learn a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and not just wing it every time. Yep. There, there's some merit in winging it. Um but not when it's two days before a show. Yeah. Maybe maybe let, let them do it at home mm-hmm. for the first time. Like clipping. The, yep. Clipping is a good example. At the show, you see a lot of parents clip sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, they get a, or they get a hired uh, guy to come clip. Yep. I have nothing wrong with that. That's, mm-hmm. just, that's how it's going to go. People are competitive. They want to get the best. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But at home, it's important for, the, for that kid that has that animal... To, to get out there and clip on it and just kind of figure out, hey, like, that guy that clipped for me two weeks ago, he did this. I wonder if I can do this and see what it turns out like. I think that's really important, too. Absolutely. Just some homework uh, uh, when you're out in the barn at home and, and you don't have your parents right at you, kind of yelling at you. Just put in, some, put in some headphones and yep and just go out to the barn and try it. Well, and it helps, too. Um, you know, I think, I think it's awesome that we, we have – professionals if you will um because they they have enjoyed this project and now they have invested their life in into doing this and and that is perfect I mean, shoot i mean that's what i'm doing and um i think that's awesome and and you know when i was growing up uh travis mcintosh there in wheatland we bought cattle uh from travis quite a bit and travis would would help us at shows and um but there was a point in time he he had said hey come over and, and help get sale cattle ready and so I, I came over and helped him get sale cattle ready, and I walk in, and I thought I was just going to wash and blow. No, he, he said, where's your clippers? And handed me a set of clippers, and he said, you, you clip this side, I'll clip that side all day. And we'd clip, you know, 10 to 12 a day, and I learned so much that way. And uh, that, was the, that was the neat part is, is those kids getting the opportunity to sit and watch and just learn um, how to do this stuff. But then, you know, on top of it, letting them kind of turn the reins over at times and it's a there, there's so many ways to like they always say there's a million ways to skin a cat but uh well i mean you have an interesting perspective on this because you're currently an ag teacher right now mm-hmm. in pinedale wyoming yep uh so i mean you're seeing this firsthand on a daily basis absolutely so it's it's uh, not unusual that you have this in your mind at all times mm-hmm. it's about all i think about really <laughs> <laughs> just, just about. Yeah. Now, how are how are the parents that you're dealing with and and being an ag teacher? You know, I the the parent support that I have in Pinedale. It, you hear all all the teachers say, "Ah, parents are parents are hard. Parents are hard." And and I'm I'm a new ag teacher, so I haven't got to experience a lot yet. But the parents that I deal with are are awesome. Um, the parent support that I have and community support in general that I have there in Pinedale is is i'm sure pretty close to unrivaled um they back me up with uh about whatever we need to do uh i have i have great parents there that's awesome 
So you like the experience of being an ag teacher so far? It's been fun. It's been fun. It, it has its own set of challenges. Um, I, I listened to, to Colby on, uh, Birch on, on the podcast, and, and he says that uh, being an FFA advisor and just the FFA advisor part of it alone is darn near a full-time job, and I could not agree with that more. Uh, and then on top of it, coming up yep. with engaging lessons. Curriculum and, and all those lessons that you have to come up with, too. Oh, yeah. It, it's challenging. It's a hard job. It, it is, And that's why we have a shortage. Yeah. Because it, it's a hard job with not great pay and for most people. Yep. Uh, I mean, Wyoming and Texas are like the two places where you can go and actually make decent money being yep. an ag teacher. Yep. But everywhere else, it, it kind of sucks. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like we need them. It's true. It's we true. We need them bad. It's it's a yeah. It, we do need them, and and I would tell anybody that's thinking about being an ag teacher, um, you know, the first couple of years are are hard for sure. Um, but man, it's a a rewarding deal. Uh, it really is. There's there's so many aspects of my job that I absolutely love. There's been times where I'm pretty sure after school I'm going in to quit my job that day, but then I think about the the cool parts about it and man it's i don't know how how i'm gonna if i ever do leave i don't know how i'm gonna do it because i mean like i said there's there's so many cool things about about my job yeah now for this next part you should be uh you should have some skill with this next part just because you're a teacher you have to give advice at some points so if you're uh if you're giving advice to anybody coming up in the in the industry Whatever their age is, if they want to make a make a kind of a name for themselves or a company in this industry. What what's your go to advice for them? I got a a couple, I guess, uh, that I would say. For one, I, I'm I'll get a little uh, sentimental, if you will, here, but um, you have to be a, a good loser. Uh, and what I mean by that is. I have two big regrets in my life that that I just I can't believe that I I was like this. I guess um, I, I had a pretty good steer uh, my my junior year of high school. I think uh, sophomore junior uh, worked my tail off. This this steer was pretty good, um, and I was just dead set on winning our county fair and. Um, pretty big club calf producer there in in laramie todd hickson his daughter um had a steer and uh we got beat by that steer that day and and i was upset and and to be honest with you i I made a scene and what what i did looking back on it now is is i took that win away from the girl really i mean i i I made the the coolness of winning diminish there and and so that is a giant giant regret and you know todd hickson I, I appreciate that he, I've never told him this, but I appreciate that guy every day because he kind of lit into me a little bit about it. Um, and he, he probably should have even more. And, uh, and I appreciate him for it all the time because that was something that, that now I can't take back. But I, I think the, the other issue on, on the stock show side of things is, uh, is people, that want to make a scene when they lose and it does losing sucks. I, I hate it, but, uh, you have to do it kind of internally, I guess. So that's, that's kind of one big advice. Cause, cause as soon as you make a scene and get upset, 
that that's kind of what you're doing is is taking that the coolness of of winning a show away from the person who who was fortunate enough to do it that day and and that other big regret that i have follows that exact same lines um we had a sheep that i thought was pretty good and i thought i was saying dang it we got beat uh by not very good one but i i said it a little louder than what i i should have and again one of the the girl who ended up winning that particular show her little sister was pretty close by me and and heard that and and dang it i mean i just i i just won't ever i i can't ever do it again because that situation kind of blew up and and i just can't ever say i guess we wait till we get home to be upset if we lose or something like that because those are the two biggest regrets that I have in in my life is 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 that fact that I took the coolness of winning away and so that's one big piece of advice there. Um, I think the other advice that I would give, uh, and this is said all the time, is is just bust your tail. Yeah. Um, being to. being from Wyoming, um, and I'm not saying this as an excuse or anything, but more so. Uh, you know, like like we talked about earlier, Wyoming isn't really a highly thought of livestock state, I guess, yeah. if you want to call it that. And so to get to the point where I am now of, of getting to judge some of these shows and, um, and, and teaching clinics and stuff like that, yeah, I've kind of had to bust my tail a little bit. And uh, that that's the biggest thing is, so you ever think something again this is over said here but if you ever think something isn't possible to do it, it is you yeah. just you just got to set your sights on it that's a good way to put it and i think your first uh that first advice that you give thank you for telling those stories it takes a lot to tell those stories about oh, yeah. getting pissed off in the showing and i know i've done it everyone's done it dude oh absolutely but the way i look back on those uh experience that i had is i i don't like it Maybe not because I took the coolness out of winning, but I don't like it because I showed everybody my vulnerability. Yep. I showed everybody that I was a sore loser, that I thought that I had the best stuff, that the judge was wrong. It, it showed I showed everybody how much I wanted to win and how much I was pissed off that somebody lost. Yep. And that's where I look back and I'm like, come on, dude. I mean, you got to If you're going to lose, lose quietly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, get go back home, have like five minutes in the truck to just vent your stuff mm-hmm. by yourself or to your parents or whatever like that. But save it till you're by yourself because you don't know who's around watching. You don't know who's around listening. Uh, it, I mean, just like you said, that little girl's sister was sitting behind you and you didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. and and then it blows up two hours later and you're like, oh, gosh, I didn't mean to say that very loud. Yep. It's a bad deal sometimes. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, that's that's my big advice there is, is I just uh, – be, being a good loser yeah. as I've, I've gotten to learn that. Yeah. So, well, Colby, I hope you have a, uh, a successful, you're here as an ag teacher. Yep. Uh, so still stressful sometimes. Yep. Um, at least you don't have like your own kid here. Or exactly. Like that. I mean, yep. it'd be a little, a little bit more stressful if that was happening. Yep. A couple more, a couple more years, maybe. <laughs> Well, maybe <laughs> I did. I did get engaged. So congratulations! Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Sorry, I'm so sick. Not a worry. I uh, hope you don't get sick from this sitting in a crammed car with me. 
but I appreciate it, man. Yeah, not a problem. I this is I, I appreciate you letting me come record. I I listen to these podcasts all the time, and uh, I've always thought it'd be so cool to be on one. So thanks for letting me be on yeah, one. It's pretty I'm, sweet. I'm happy that you're a fan, dude. When you told me the other day, because I was actually just gonna come up and ask you to be on, and then before that, you're like, dude, I love the podcast. I listen all the time, and I just that's awesome for me. I love hearing that. I don't hear that from many people. It's it's cool. Yeah, that's I awesome. think I think what you guys are doing is is phenomenal. So that's awesome. I appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll talk soon again. Right on. All right, Sounds bye. good. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Colby is just an incredible guy, and I'm so happy that Casper College and and Livestock Judging Collegiately uh, was able to bring us together. I mean, I didn't really expect to see him at Arizona Nationals, especially in that awesome. Uh, uh, spot 48 that they won on Facebook. Again, if you guys didn't see that spot, go on Arizona Nationals Facebook page and, and check that out because it was it was really cool. And if they do it next year, you're gonna be you're gonna want to get in that drawing because it was well worth it. Uh, so again, I hope you guys uh, liked that episode. Go find Colby on Facebook and and all that jazz. Uh, obviously, I've got his name spelled. Uh, well, right there where you're listening, so you know how to spell his name. Uh, he's an ag teacher, guys, so they, they always they love talking to people. They love uh, uh, getting to know other people's perspectives on the industry. So f- just talk him up a storm. Find his number uh, and just talk to him about ag teaching stuff. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. And I don't know why I'm telling you all to blow up his phone, but I just feel like it. I think he, I think he needs it. I think he deserves it. Uh, Because that was a great interview, and he's just a great guy, and he's a fan. Oh my gosh, he's a fan. Uh, I was so excited to hear that he actually liked the podcast when I saw him that day at Arizona Nationals. It was, uh, it it was, it was very, it was, it was good. uh, It was a good boost in self confidence for me, for sure. So, uh, hope you guys liked it. I'll talk to you guys next week. You guys know the drill. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a rating, leave a shout out. Uh, go on Twitter and, and comment something funny on one of my posts. I don't know. Hit me up if you want bacon. All right. Love you. Bye.